What up, y'all? This is your boy, Rodney Perry. And you're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live, man. I can't wait to get into this one today, man. Always love when I have my partners in crime and the comics on. Um, first of all, thank you all for always tuning in, for always being a part of the show. Please continue to archive the show. Continue to archive and tell a friend, man. Take the link. You can um, you can take the link. You can send it via text message. You can send it via email address. Uh, in, in, in any number of ways. Uh, you can be a part of the Rodney Perry movement, the Rodney Perry uh, live experience. Um, what we got going on, of course, you can go to to website, RodneyPerry.com. That will put you in touch with all my social media, the comedy tour, everything. And um, we're building. We're building a brand, man, and we can't do it without you. Each and every week, you guys are what make this show continue to grow, continue to be special. Shouts out um, to my, my uh, listener of the week. My listener of the week, I want to make sure I get her name right. Her name is Tracy Hardy. Shouts out to Miss Tracy Hardy, man. Tracy's been following this show for quite some time now, and um, she uh, she uh, she not only follows us on um, uh, through our text message campaign, but she also follows us on the web. Uh, I see her on Facebook. I see her on Twitter. She is on Team Rodney Perry, full steam ahead. So I'm I'm a huge fan of hers. Hey, and um, we're talking comedy today, man. Who are the comics that move you? You know, I mean, of course, Cat Williams is out in the limelight right now, uh, and he's he's really, you know, uh, at the top of the, the comedic food chain. Kevin Hart, another guy that's at the top of the comedic food chain. But who is your favorite? Who is the guy or the girl that, that, that is a must-see when, when they come to your town? So we're going to open up the lines maybe later on. We're going to talk about that as well. But this is Rodney Perry Live. The show is live and direct, and you never know what I'm going to do. So just stay right there. We're going to get it in today. My guest for today, uh, comedian extraordinaire, my man Earthquake. We come back. We're going to get into this interview. Y'all stay right there. It's Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry with no spaces to 41411. What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian, a housekeeper, a pediatrician. Yeah, that was a third degree boo-boo. A housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper. Good thing I have five-hour energy to keep me going. What will you do with your next five hours? What up, y'all? It's your boy, Rodney Perry, and I got a shout-out to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. That's the nation's largest group of broadcasting schools. Go to their website, www.gocsb.com, or you can call them, 678-205-2210. Connecticut School of Broadcasting. They got my back, player! Original recipe. Original recipe? Mm. Dad, I think you ate the bones. I did what? You ate the bones. I ate the bones? I ate the bones? I ate the bones? KFC Original Recipe, now available without the bone. Freshly prepared white or dark meat chicken, boneless and skinless. Get four delicious, mouth-watering pieces in your next 10-piece mixed bucket for $14.99. Today tastes so good. 
Got to give it up. It's good to be a black comedian right now because historic shit didn't happen. Chris Rock hosts the Oscar, and my boy Jamie Foxx won the Oscar. I ain't know nothing about Ray Charles. That was a little bit before my time. But after seeing that goddamn movie, I have came to the conclusion Ray Charles was a pimp. <laughs> He'll fill a bitch elbow going, mm 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 I'm like, is it in the elbow, Ray? I've been taking women out to dinner. I never look at a bitch elbow. <laughs> What up, y'all? It's your boy Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live, and that's the comedy of my man, Earthquake. Let's get him on the line. Without any further ado, man, one of the coldest comics you ever going to see live, on TV, in a movie, or otherwise. One of them dudes, Earthquake. What's up, dog? Quake. Hello? Hello, sir. How are you? I am great, Rodney. What's happening? Mighty Perry! My man, man, we finally connected up, man, got it all, uh, got it going, man. I can't wait to really chop it up with you. First of all, um, you know, I'm a comedian, but I'm a fan of comedy, man. I really love what you do on stage. W where does your style come from, Quay? Um, I don't really have a style, man. It's unorthodox, whatever comes to mind, I get it going. Uh, I work it. You know how it is, because what you did yesterday don't matter what you're going to do today or tomorrow when it comes to comedy. You could have slammed on Monday, had eyes set on Tuesday, then been spectacular on Saturday. Right. I mean, you, you, you've been um, destroying stages for the better part of the last two decades. What's been your, your highest point? Who I would say just happened in the view, doing it in front of seventy five Caucasian women at seven thirty in the morning, <laughs> all clean and being endorsed by Whoopi Goldberg. Man, ain't, ain't uh, Oscar winner Tony winner. Huh? I, I I definitely wanted to ask you about that. The view, man, it, it, like you said, it's 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 early in the morning. It's it's not us, you know. Yes. And and I know one thing I went through personally you know, during my time in Los Angeles was that it was a time when white folks scared me, you know, because <laughs> I had a comfort zone of performing in front of my people, in front of black people and urban people. Uh, have you ever experienced that? Um, yes and no. I, and I, I hate to put it that way, but yes okay. and no. Um, because some, if you get them white drugs, you get them drunk at night, boy, they'll laugh at anything. Right, and then you got those other ones just so you know you get so so subjective that you mm, that wasn't funny, that wasn't funny, that wasn't funny, that wasn't funny. So really, to be honest with you, I can do both, but I've got real comfortable with uh, the others because I started that way. Got it, got it, got it. Now, now take take me back to the to the beginning, man. Um, now I know you as a member of the, of the United States Air Force. Um, how did that shape the earthquake that we that we see here today? Uh, it, it shaped it the way to see it because you get to see more people, man. You be you thrust in it. Like when I first got in the military, coming from Washington D.C., my first roommate was from Alabama, and I mean deep Alabama, with the skull drinking, 
uh, putting it in the tongue. The real and deal. Just, yeah, the real deal, spitting in cups. And I thought that was the nastiest thing out. But, you know, Jim Bob turned out to be my best friend, man. We hung and everything. Hey, hey, I always say well, my time in the military was great because, like you said, I met some lifelong friends. And then I think what you realize, too, is that a lot of people ain't really racist. They just don't know no better. Like, I yeah. met a dude, uh, a white cat. He he told me, say, Rodney, I never met a black dude before you. You know, in person, all I knew is what I saw on TV and in movies. So a lot of times we are the ambassadors of color. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are. So, and you got to understand they only what they heard or what they seen. If you ain't never been around black people and you only see on TV, all you see is first 48 hours. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You thinking we killing each other in the whole nine. But so, you know, when I got out, he was a cool dude, man. I had a great time. When I suggest anybody, not why these wars going on, but join the military because it's the best thing that does for immigration. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you, you are definitely one of the smartest comedians, what I mean when I say that. You're always well-read. You're always on top of the social stuff that's going on, whether it's, it's Obama, whether it's health care, you're always on top of that. Is that something that you do deliberately, or that's just the way you stay connected? Well, I'm from Washington, D.C. You can't help from being um, connected when you're from D.C. because every agency in the world or the most powerful country in the world, the capital city, is Washington, D.C. So under that, it is. But, yeah, that's just where I get from. I just, you know, we comedians, we got a third eye. So I'll be saying, did you see that? You know, and I just want to bring it to everybody's attention to make sure that they see what I just saw. Man, I think one of the, one of your more classic lines, and and it's probably something you didn't, you ain't never even thought about. But when when BT start running you on that commercial, and you know I put that 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 water in my baby name, yeah. that was like was was that a moment for you? Because I remember. That's when, that's when, because, you know, I, I was, you know, just a Rudy Poot, you know, in the comedy game, and, and that's when you popped on my radar. And I was like, whoa, this dude is a beast. Oh, yeah, what well, supposed to be free. That You know, that is, I get quoted about that joke more than any joke ever, ever. That's right. when I know they're a true earthquake fan, when I see them start talking about what supposed to be free. <laughs> I put to put my A in my mama name, and you will think yeah. about it, man. I won't put my A in my mama name because soon they're gonna start changes for air. Mama, they done turned off my air. Lord have mercy. Yeah, hey, because man. it's the truth. It, it, it's absolutely the truth. Hey, y'all, it's Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking the the natural disaster himself, earthquake. Uh, his Twitter, he's real at he's at real earthquake. That's R E A L E A R T H Q U A K E. And his Facebook is Quake's House. Um, Quake social media is kind of taking over. People are creating careers from Twitter and YouTube and Facebook. Where are you on the social media? Uh, are you on the bandwagon? Uh, do you are you reluctant? Where are you on that? Well, it's, you know, I got in social media a little late, to be quite honest with you. Because I say we we get paid for telling our jokes. But now, you know, after being educated by my daughter, taught me that that's just another platform for your fa your fans, excuse me, to get in contact with you. So, so I love Twitter. I'm active on Twitter, talk to it all the time. So you can always get in contact with Earthquake on Twitter. I'm on there. I respond back. You know, I just love the whole aspect of it. 
I think what what with social media and Twitter especially, it gives you unprecedented access to your fans. Like yeah. you used to kind of know where they were, but now you can go and talk to them immediately, which is dope. Yeah, to me. yeah. yeah, man. When they don't love your show, they'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but when they love it, they tell you too. So ho- yeah, hopefully. but when they don't love it, they'll tell you. It get to you right then and there, and that's what I love man. about it. Immediate uh, feedback. Hey, hey, let's let's talk about let's talk about the business, man. I mean, you've been in this business a long time, from from you know on stage to behind the scenes running your own club. Uh, take me back to running a club here in Atlanta, man. What, how did that come about? Um, I was in the military. I got out the military, came to Atlanta. Because uh, uh, CNN said that the best place for black people during that time in the early 90s was Atlanta. So I said, why not me? Um, I went to the comedy club, and for some reason, uh, the Comedy Act Theater would never, ever let me go on. You know, they just would just never let me go on. And I was doing the, the regular search, you know like the white clubs, the coconuts and stuff like that. So I wanted to perform in Atlanta. So my mom always taught me, man, if a person ain't going to let you ride their bike, you got to get your own bike. Mm. So I went and got a bike, and I got my own club, put it together, and the rest of it was history. And I owe that club everything because it, it allowed me to be able to sit on stage and perfect my craft, which I'm still eating off today. Man, awesome! Such such a great story because, dude, when, when I when when the when the the Atlanta and well, not just Atlanta though, when when people start talking about that time, and talking about like earthquake and 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 the club, man, that was so magical. The time when you were in it, did you know it was gonna be that? No, you never know because you in it, but you sit back and like, Lord have mercy, this has been a blessing. I mean, a truly blessing. Because you got to understand, I was in Atlanta when Atlanta was Atlanta. And that's when they were, they were just coming up with their sound, the Goody Mob and TLC. And uh, Ludacris was on the radio. He was uh, Ed Lover Lover. Uh, I forgot what his name was. On the <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he was on there. And uh, L.A. and Babyface and Tony Braxton was still trying to get on. Left Eye and was burning down Andre Rising House. And, Magic City stayed open to six in the morning before Ray Lewis came down and changed Buckhead forever. It was just, it was beautiful. And you got to understand, that's when the peaches was all on the ground. There was so many. He ain't had to pluck them from the tree. That's tough. Grab pick one up off the ground. Yeah, you could just pick them off the ground. They were so country. You're like, what's your name is? Who want to know who I be? I want to know who you be. That's who I want to know. I'm talking about it was sweet. Thousandaires hang with millionaires and dollarairs. We all partied in the same place. Wasn't no regret. Wasn't nobody sitting there envying nobody. It was, it was just a beautiful time, brother. Man, and you was right at the center of that firestorm, man. And, yes. man, just... The the comedy, dude. Your comedy has always been so honest to me. Whether you was going through a divorce or whatever you was going through, we was able to see that on stage. And I think that's kind of got lost in in the generation after you. Um, why so honest? Hey man, couldn't afford a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> You want the real truth. Couldn't afford a therapist, and so 
best way is to work it out is on stage. That honesty, comedy is honesty. That's why it kills me when I see these brothers with set. You was nothing but a funny poet if you just go down there and go A, B, C, D, E, F. I understand you want to do your set, but at some time you got to sit down here and let these people know who you are, what you are, and what you're going through because it can also help somebody. I met this dude one time, true story, I'm at the bar. And I'm having a drink, and dude say, "Let me buy you a drink." I like, man, I already had too many. I'm at my limit. He said, "Man, you got to let me buy you a drink." I'm big dude, man. I was like, "Nah, man, I'm cool." He said, "Brother, listen to me. I was with my wife, about to go through a divorce, and I swear what she was putting me through, man, I was ready to go upstairs and snap her neck. But till I heard the jokes you told me, and laughed, and it gave me another perspective." I was able to go upstairs and reconcile. So for that, brother, I owe you, and you're going to have to take this drink. <laughs> you got to take this drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was it. So you never know what your situation that you're going through, how it can help somebody else, because it's so powerful with that microphone. Hey, I love it. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. You listen to my man, Earthquake, man. This dude is awesome and going to continue to be awesome. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to come back. We're going to talk to Earthquake, the actor. Earthquake, the actor. When we come back, y'all stay right there. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Y'all, y'all get ready. Y'all, y'all ain't ready for this. Yeah. I won't touch. 
If it's funny, it needs to be told. That's what we do for a living, and we do that well. And I want to tell all your listeners, if you ain't seen Rodney Perry, what are you waiting on? What are you (laughs) waiting on? Go see this, brother. I'm telling you. I just did Detroit, and he killed it. He killed it. it, it, It's always a pleasure to work them shows like that because – what I tell Cass is we don't usually get to work together. I mean, if, if Earthquake is headlining somewhere, Rodney Perry probably somewhere else, Cheryl Underwood probably somewhere else, it's very seldom we all get to work together. So them type of shows where we get to be in the same building, we get to sit down at the bar afterwards and have drinks and talk, you know, you don't get that every day. So I really love those kind of shows because it's kind of like a reunion. Yeah, it is a reunion. Exactly is a reunion. And that's the most important part about because we don't get to see each other. And, you know, because we all are headliners, and, it's <laughs> you know, we all got our own show. So we got our own shows up. There's no way we can get there to collaborate. But it was so great to sit in the bar and just talk, man. Yeah, man. I, I, I always, always love that. Now, now, Quake, uh, uh, Earthquake, the actor, can you mind, can I speak with him? The thespian? Yeah, you can speak that terrible dude. <laughs> Why you call him terrible, Quake? Man, <laughs> boy, them lines be killing me sometimes. Now, now, what do you think it is that we can't, we don't see the the earthquake we see on stage in comedy in the acting realm? Is is that hard to translate? No, because it, the problem is, is you have to fulfill someone else's creativity. Mm. And we are creativity. You right. know what I mean? So they, when a writer writes a part, he already envisioned exactly who that person is or who he wanted to betray. It's your responsibility to sit down and become that person. You know what well, I mean? So I can't just let you throw yourself under the bus. You done had some some great performances. The Ice Cube movie was was yes. a, a really a really good performance. And I know you you know you you've done your thing, man. Uh, the Russ Parr movie, I thought I thought you did an excellent job in that. Um, can we look forward to seeing more of you on the big screen? Yes, we will see more of me in the big screen. It's exactly what I need because, see, I'm getting into it, taking my classes. It's a muscle that you must always use. Yeah. See, the thing about us is we comics. We're on the road. It's equivalent if we don't work out as a comedian, then one day they tell you they want you to be on a on the kings of comedy because that's what being on a network show is. It's like the Super Bowl. That's why when you play football, they go through preseason, training camp, everything, play a season so you're ready for it. Us, we don't get that much work at it. So we get the call, and you got to be ready. So one thing I have learned is I have to just stay in that form and just keep it going. Now, man, you, you've been t- been tapped by some of the best to ever do it. I know Eddie Murphy was a fan, is, is a fan of yours. And right. how did that relationship come about? Because you know Eddie Murphy, for this generation, he's like the reason why a lot of us tell jokes. You know, what was it like to connect with him, man? Um, I got a call, man. Uh, Johnny Gill is a real good friend of mine. He said, somebody want to meet you. And uh, he gave me a call. He came pick me up and took me to the Beverly Hills Hotel. And damn if it wasn't Eddie. Wow. And uh, we have been friends ever since. That about 10 years ago, man. As a matter of fact, he just called me like three days ago, asked me was in town. 
come on up to the house because he's doing his uh, Beverly Hills Cop, the TV show. Right, so right. Brandon T. Brandon Jackson T. Jack. and all yeah. of them, yes, all of them doing it. They shut down uh, Beverly Hills to do it in the whole nine. He wanted me to come through, but unfortunately I was on the road in Hartford, Connecticut, you know, and my condolences to all the people that went through everything in Boston this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I was just leaving there as that was going off. Wow, crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. So, and again, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, we talked a little bit about earlier. Uh, you you popped on her radar in Aspen. Uh, what What's it like for Whoopi Goldberg to say, "Yo, dude, you the you the fucking shit"? Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was humbling. That's Whoopi Goldberg, and yeah. then to come back. I to tell you, you know, people tell you, oh, man, I love you, you're the greatest, and everything, and you don't hear nothing else about them. Then you exactly. get a call saying um, they doing a show, and every all the panelists um, get to pick their favorite comedian. Whoopi had picked you. I was like, oh, Lord. I, I, I told him right there when I stepped on stage, I have exceeded my mother's expectations. I didn't make it. <laughs> Ain't nothing they can say to me now. I get the big chicken at the house. My mother trusted me with all the paperwork. I can use the car, everything. Hey, I love it, y'all. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. Tune in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Earthquake. Man, Quake, uh, let's talk about the business, man, because I think, you know, a lot of the young comics that will listen to this, you know, they will want to hear that from you. What, what's the what's, – we all have to have a certain business acumen to be in this game because – I think that we are all running our own black-owned businesses. So right. a, a, as you as you uh, navigate the business of what we do, what are some of you, the things you do to keep, you know, stay relevant, to, to stay out there? What are some of the business tips you can give us? Well, business-wise, take care of your taxes. Mm. That's one thing. Number one, take care of your business because it is business. That's first of all. Second of all, to stay relevant, stay around people that's relevant. I mean, you can't isolate yourself because the the mass people that you're talking to are regular people. So if you isolate yourself, then you're isolating your money. You know what I mean? So, you know, go to Cracker Barrel. Right. <laughs> yeah, go to Burger King. Go to go to the things that you, even if you can afford to go to, you know, to crush stations and, and different like that, go to the regular place to see the regular people and they'll keep you in touch. That would always been mine. So I, I still, I go to every place. You'll find me everywhere. Right. Everywhere doing everything. That way I'll be able to relate to everybody because that's your job. I always say the worst thing can happen to a comedian is he get famous because, you know, sometimes we get famous, and like you say, we stop going to those places. You stop going to the skating rink and to the, you know, to the Applebee's and, you know, to you know to the to Walmart. And then, you know, the minute you can't walk around regular people, I think you lose a little bit of your ability to, 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 to speak for them. Yes, or speak to them. Yeah. Yeah, you uh, have to be able to speak to them because they don't want a condescending person sitting on there talking. You have to be relevant. That's what a joke is. Uh, you, 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 one of those, you one of those guys that's um, always current, always on top of things, uh, whether it be BT, Def Jam, VH1, uh you you are really you are really you're the guy, dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
as you prepare to to for this explosion, you know, are, are you ready for that? Are you ready for the you know the the worldwide super duper success? I think I'm ready. It's just the people that surround you. You have to make sure you have a foundation of people that that love you unconditionally. You know what I mean? Their their perspective their perspective of you in which you are what you eat as a comedian. You know what I mean? If your environment is messed up, then you're going to be messed up. You must keep your environment sacred. You must you must you must uh value the people that's in your life, but they also must value you. And if if any imbalance on that, you just always got to be aware of that, especially when you're in Hollywood. Because the person, you know, we always been taught that uh, friendship is based on seniority. I've been knowing this person since the eighth grade. But in Hollywood, that person is like an apple. You could have known them since the first grade, man, but shoot, they'll turn on you in the second grade. The third grade. Yeah, very true. The very fifth true. grade. College or whatever. So, you know, Jamie Foxx told me this, and I'll never forget it. He said every year him and his sister um, on the first of the year um, for New Year sit down and reevaluate everybody that's in their life. Wow. Every year he sits back and he says, what you think of this person? On? And it's a, it's a yearly evaluation, and I asked him why he do this, because he gave me what I just told you. He said because of this profession that you in and it's so tantalizing and it's so people will change on you and you have to be able to be strong enough to say that person who you had in your life is no longer that person that you fell in love with or was the best business person for you at that time or the best creative person at that time you have to be able and Steve Harvey said it too and you take it from the cover in Ebony. You got to know when to let people go. You got to let know when when it cause that they will also hold you back too and keep you from achieving it. So I, I just I just try to keep my 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 foundation and my surroundings and the people that surround me as sacred as I take my jokes. Hey I, man I love it man. Great advice. Uh we talking to Earthquake Ladies and gentlemen, y'all stay right there. We come back. We gonna we gonna we gonna talk about some of some of Earthquake's influences. Some of his influences. Y'all stay right there. This Roddy Perry, you tune in to Roddy Perry Live. We talking Earthquake, y'all. One of the best comics to ever touch the mic. Y'all don't want none of this. Here we go. What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian, a housekeeper, a pediatrician. Yeah, that was a third degree boo-boo. A housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper. Good thing I have five-hour energy to keep me going. What will you do with your next five hours? If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. I tried to work out, but shit, I went to the gym. That shit just didn't work out. Hell would hurting myself on purpose. I'm just going to have to pray to God on my health. I believe my help to the Lord. That gym shit ain't working. 
And I hate the Lakers. Kobe done messed us up. But my heart is still in Atlanta. So when I heard the Lakers was about to get rid of Shaq, I called in the Hawks behalf. I like, look, motherfucker, you can have our whole team. Just give us Shaq Will. Get some high school players to play with them. Lord have mercy. We'll take them. Because the Hawks play like they don't even practice. Like they call each other. You know, you know we play this Sunday. You bullshitting. Man, I'm at the club. God damn it. I'm going to need a ride. Damn it. It's the game today. It's the game today. It's the game today. And Roy Jones got knocked out so hard, my TV moved. What did this motherfucker hit him with? He got club knocked out. He's like, Ref was like 251, 252. It was another fight going on. Roy was still laying there. At least Roy got knocked out. Oscar, who this motherfucker took my forty-two dollars. Come on, I got hit in the liver. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was the liver. For forty-two dollars, you better get yourself. Don't make them Mexicans like they do in my neighborhood. He ain't one of them. You ever work with a Mexican? Oh, they make a brother look bad at the job. I work with a Mexican. They put a roof up in thirty minutes. I had to get out the truck and get on the ladder. Take a break, senor. We got eight hours. What you rushing for? They just gonna give us another roof. We get paid by the hour, not by the roof. <laughs> black people get mad if you do too much at the job. Fuck you trying to be the supervisor. I hope they let your ass go. You right here working like a slave. If I give me a black business, believe me, we'll be Mexicans. Serving that soul food. Hey y'all, it's Rodney Perry. That's the comedy of Earthquake, man. Th- that, that's that's a test too, I think. When you can listen to a guy's audio and it still make you laugh. Do, do you ever go back and listen to them jokes that you don't do no more and be like, man, why am I, why did I stop doing that one? Yeah, I, you know, I have taped every show I ever ever done audio. So I got so many tapes at the house of all my shows, right? Because I say so much stuff and it's never in the order. I'm like, oh, let me go back here. And I'm in the process now because uh, I'm going to come back on your show in two weeks because I got an announcement to make of okay. something is and, um, and use some of the stuff that I'm using. But, yeah, I listen to it. And that's, that shows what it is. And I say not just for myself, but as a comic, if you can listen to it, audio, because most of, you know, a lot of comedians, if you really hear what they say, they're not saying anything. They mm. flipping, they dancing, they whatever. But the true test, if you can sit down and just listen, you don't even got to see them. There you go. That's when, that's when it's money, man. Yeah, that that's what that's what got me growing up, man. My my mom them had them them parties, right? And they would listen uh-huh. to Richard Pryor and 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 and, and uh, you know Lawanda uh, White and and you know all all of these great comics back in the day. You know Red Fox and and I would just and I would sit and listen, and and it was so funny. So you know even to listen to that that small clip, it, it's it's like man, this dude is really 
you know, saying something. And and I know we talked about style earlier. You said, Rod, I don't really have no style, but dude, you don't let people up. That's a you you have your jokes so piled on top of each other. Before they finish with that, you done already hit them with another one. That's gangster to me. Is that something? Was that always the case, or did you find that? No, you know, to be honest, it's the fear of quietness. Mm. I hate that quiet. You know what I mean? L.A. Okay. Comics love that quiet, you know, because they're so used to being quiet. I can't stand it. Okay. You know, so I'm a, so you ain't going to be quiet with me. You, you know what I mean? You're going to get beat up. <laughs> man, you get beat up. I'm going to run you over. You know what I mean? It's always been my stuff, man. I don't even know foreplay type guy. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Where did the name come from? Where did Earthquake come from? Well, my real name is Nathaniel Strowman, and that don't roll off the tongue. You get booed <laughs> if your name is Nathaniel Strowman. Give it okay. up for Nathaniel Strowman. Boo! 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 You know Nathaniel. Can't right. know Nathaniel. So I came up. I had a dude in my life. His name was Griff. He always made bad decisions in his okay. life. So I came up to him one time. I said, man, I'm thinking about turning my name to Earthquake. And go on stage. Man, I'll never do that. I wouldn't change my name to Earthquake. So when you mess with a person always make bad decisions, you ask his advice and whatever advice he gives you you do the, do the other you do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I do. That's what I did. <laughs> whatever that nigga say, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And the nigga say, Man, we should go to the club this weekend. Now nah, I'm going to church. <laughs> Don't do nothing. <laughs> Don't do <say>. nothing. <laughs> you see a person failing all in their life, they good. They got a purpose. Ask them what they doing and do the exact opposite. Exactly. Uh, Earthquake Live 2005, uh, it's about goddamn time, yes. uh, CVD. Um, and and I, know, I know you got another special in the can. Um, yes. Do you feel the pressure to create? these specials every year or every two years or whatever? Yeah, I'm going to ready to drop my best one, period, here. We're going to do it in my hometown of Washington, D.C., July 17th at the Lincoln. Um, it's going to be my best work, period. I'm training for it. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm concentrating on it. I'm neglecting my woman for it, so you know it must be important. <laughs> it must be good. Yeah, you know, she right here mad as I don't know what. Do you yeah, have your woman you know, do that to you, man? We ain't spending no time this, this, this together. This is what I tell What's my wife. I say, I say, look, you you like the house? You know, <laughs> how, how you feel about that car sitting out there? Well, yeah. this is what it takes to do that. Like, because I think our women can get a little spoiled and be like, you know, my wife asked me, so you getting paid for that? Are you going to? I'm like, sometimes I just go work out, you know, and yeah. I'm like, you don't put a dollar value on what I do because the dollar value is the workout is what got us to this point. Yeah. Well, they will get spoiled on you now. You just got to sit there and say, do you like, I'm about to use that on my girl. Do you like the house? Do you like the <laughs> car we got? Well, this is what got us that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? She'll sit there. My woman will text me, and I'm in the other room. She'll text to the bedroom. Would you come back here and talk to me? Hilarious. You've seen it. You've seen it all, Quake, man. What's what's it like? And, and, and I think we brushed across it. What's it like the other people, the friends, the relationships, 
you on television, you doing movies. Uh, I know what I found doing Monique's show is that people start asking me for money. You know, people yeah. just assume you're a billionaire. And so yeah. what's that? Give us a glimpse at what, what that's like, you know. The problem people, with that is, the problem, I'm sorry, the problem with that is people have unrealistic expectations. They really think your money don't count. Mm. You know what I mean? They What kills me about it is they borrow your money, but don't pay you back your money. But say it ain't nothing. Oh, man, why are you worried about it? If it wasn't nothing, then why don't you go get that nothing and bring that nothing back to me? Mm. You understand? But if it's something, then acknowledge it as something. And you, they have unrealistic expectations, and they all look you in the face like you're the Messiah. But Steve Harvey told me something real key about that. He said when you, when they ask you for some money, said, just what would you do if I wasn't here? Mm. What would you do if I wasn't here? Then right. go do it. <laughs> do that. Do that. At least at least do that first. Then come back out at me. <laughs> no. Steve don't even say don't do that first. Don't do it, period. Act like I'm not here. <laughs> See, wow. Jamie Fox said if you ever want to get rid of a person, man, give them twenty five hundred dollars. Just wow. give them twenty five hundred dollars. They'll never come they ain't gonna pay you back and they ain't gonna come back and see you no more. Wow, that, that that's pretty cheap price, huh? <laughs> yeah, go on, give him that twenty five. Man, but see, you don't you want be- nobody beside you just plotting against you, envious. This what you should do. That's why I say they have unrealistic expectations. Like you don't have no problems. I'm gonna tell you right now. Can nobody help Rodney Perry with his problem, but Rodney Perry on your tree? Yes, sir. You understand yes, what I'm saying? Can't nobody help Earthquake with his problems but Earthquake. You don't have nobody you can go cry to when you're short. Yeah, yeah, you just stuck out. You just stuck. you, you got to find out. a way. So if you got that fortitude, why shouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, I, I completely completely agree. Hey, y'all, this Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to my man Earthquake. Quake, man, it, this conversation has been so awesome, man. I won't hold you on here all day, but I do got a couple of more questions I want to ask you. Okay. Let's talk about let's talk about team because I know all of the great comics have great teams whether it be Steve Harvey or Sandy Entertainer. Uh, who, who is your team? Who is the people that got your back? Um, people that got my back is my daughter is Natalia. She's running my corporation now. Uh, my girl that holds me down when she ain't upset. And first and foremost, God. Yeah. That's who I rely on more than anybody in the world. Yeah, he's a unconditional lover. What do you say to them new, them Christians out there that hear us cussing and think that we less of a Christian than they are? I will tell them like now, God knows us, and it doesn't mm-hmm. determine what you think. I have my relationship with my God, and the only thing you have to do is watch the fruit that we bear. It's just that simple. It's just the fruit that it bears that speaks for itself. It's self-explanatory. It, it speaks for itself. So you know who are you to judge? What or what not is a Christian? Or what sin or what sin? Who without sin? Now you just gonna pick on minds? I never said I was your pastor. I never said I was your politician. I told you I was your comedian to give you the insight from a, a funny point of view of this life. And sometimes I do use some of Satan's word to get my point across. That don't mean I'm I'm flirting or no, I'm down with Satan. So that's what I look at him. 
Hey, hey, man, I can't thank you enough for coming on today, man. Uh, of course, let's make sure we let the people know. His Twitter, he's at Real Earthquake. That's R-E-A-L-E-A-R-T-H-Q-U-A-K-E. And the uh, Facebook page is Quake's House. Uh, Quake, man, I-, I can't thank you enough, man. We-, we talked about it just last week or so about you coming on, and you're a man of your word. I really appreciate it. What What's that bit of advice? that you get to the young cats to say, you know, what do I do? You know, what what's that little tidbit that you can give to them cats? Well, I tell all young comedians to first and foremost be original. They already got a Rodney Perry. They already got an earthquake. Originality. And then remember, success is based upon you. Not if you got a television show, not if you headline. If you jump in on that stage and you're making one person line, laugh and you enjoy it, you are success. I love y'all. Rodney, you my man. Anytime anywhere brother in two weeks i want to give you a call because i got an announcement and i want of course i want to break it on the rodney perry show hey y'all heard it right there two weeks from now two weeks from now my man earthquake will be back with a great announcement and i'm gonna say congratulations in advance because i know it's something fly i know you always got something in the works and uh man i'm again i'm a huge fan man i can't thank you enough hey y'all that's my man earthquake y'all stay right there we'll be right back hey thanks quake no problem, man. I love you, boy. My man. My peace. I tried to work out, but shit. I went to the gym. That shit just didn't work out. <laughs> Hell with hurting myself on purpose. I'm just going to have to pray to God on my health. <laughs> I believe my health. I just got married. Marriage is rough. Yeah, marriage is like having cable with just one channel. The same shit come on every day. Like, bitch, I love you, but shit, I want to see another movie. Shit. What's on Showtime, bitch? Please go shopping. I only like being with myself every day. That's why I smoke herb and just be somebody else. She's like, didn't you hear me calling you? Bitch, I ain't hear shit. But you got to hang around other married people. I was hanging around my boy, he been married for six years, the nigga videotaped his wedding day, never watched it. Now he watches it every day, but he watches it in reverse. Cause he said he loves seeing himself take that ring back off that bitch finger. Walking back down the church, just waving at her ugly ass mother down the aisle, getting back in the limo, back at the bachelor party. Look how happy I was. I ain't smiled like this since I married that bitch. <laughs> marriage is rough. I wasn't going to get married because I got scared. Not because of the commitment, but it takes a lot to keep a woman happy now. Because when I found out Michael Jordan was having problems with his wife, I'm like, damn, if a nigga with 400 million can't keep a bitch. A brother with $100 ain't got a shot. What do these bitches really want from a nigga? Somebody let me know. I remember when you just need a good running car. Now, 400 million, these bitches do expensive. But somebody must have talked to that bitch because she took her ass back home. A real woman must have got in her head, bitch, you tripping. You must not have been out here lately. The pickings are slim. You lucky if you get a man to buy you a drink, bitch, you better go back in that mansion and work that shit out. Come on now. Personally, I think she went out and tested the market and found out what true players know. Ain't nobody fucking with her after she's been with Michael Jordan. What nigga want that kind of pressure? 
I mean, how you gonna satisfy and oppress a bitch that had 400 million? You're gonna have to take that bitch to the moon or somewhere. And you go over that big ass house, you're like, well, I can help with the electric in this motherfucker. But bitch, I only make 300, that's all I got, bitch. I, I don't play basketball, you better find that nigga back. You want somebody to pay all this shit. And then she got two kids, how you gonna discipline them kids? They ain't gonna listen to your ass. Y'all need to come in the house, fuck you, nigga. This all our daddy shit. You can't even afford to pay the condo, shut the fuck up. You make $300, shut the fuck up in here. How you gonna argue with them? How you gonna say you better than they father? You wearing this nigga tennis shoes. <laughs> you got on Hayes, Breeze, and shit. Got a pound Michael Jordan cologne in a goddamn cupboard. That's why you gotta stay in your place. Hey, thanks, y'all, to Earthquake. Great show today. You guys keep listening. It's Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Every Monday, 2 p.m., we get it in. You don't want to miss it. Up next, hey, who knows? But you want to know one thing. It's going to be crazy. My name is Rodney Perry. That's our show. Be good.